Hello and welcome to the Form of Fitness podcast, a podcast where I, Nathan Shanes, and my co-host Duncan Bryson will be breaking down the world of fitness into bite-sized pieces of information, such as exercise philosophies, routines, and more. We're glad you're along for the journey. We hope you enjoy the show. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Form of Fitness podcast. I'm joined by Duncan again today, and we're going to be talking about Papa Swolio, as many people know him, or his uh, kind of his platform, Swolnormous or Swolnormous X. Uh, we're just going to kind of run through the seven pillars. You want to say anything about it before we get going? Yeah. Um, so we've looked through the pillars a little bit beforehand, and mm-hmm. I, I got to say, like, th- these are pretty generic. It's going to be hard yeah. to say, like, I love this, but it's also going to be very hard to say, I hate this. This just seems yeah. like a very, like, front facing. Here's my thesis statement on fitness. Yeah. And even then, like, as far as thesis statements go, this is a very, like, C-tier broad. fitness statement. Yeah, very, very broad. Because it, you know? it, it kind of tells you stuff that you probably already know you should be doing. Yeah. But that's also his content. That yeah, is his content. It really is, is more of, like, motivation towards the thing that you know you already yeah. should do as opposed to telling you exactly what you should be doing. I mean, he gives a little bit, like, here and there on, like, what you should do, but, like... I don't really tend to see a whole lot of Papa Swolio content about specific exercise. Like it's not a Derek more plates, more dates yeah, type or like a situation. Naughty, naughty. Uh, I don't, or like, or like athlete X or like, yeah. uh, or anything like this where you're getting like a specific, um, like workout regimen or specific recommendations, you know, yeah, like, it's going to be a little bit less of that. Like when you mentioned his name to me, I was like, I don't know who this guy is. And then we looked him up on YouTube and I was like, Oh, he's the go to oh, the fucking gym guy. Yeah. That guy. <laughs> like, you know? Um, yeah. And I think that's a great explanation of like kind of where his like niches in the community. Cause it's not, you need to do this at the gym. It's go to the fucking gym, be yeah. consistent, do it. You'll, you'll improve. Yeah. Um, now one thing I will say is personally, when I did follow all of his accounts on Instagram, he does repost most of his stuff across all of them. So I'd end up getting three forms of the (laughs) same thing during the day. So I just, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I will say like compared to last week's episode, you know, with liver King, we're going to have a little bit less polarization as far as, you know, ideas go. There's going to be a little less flaws. Um, in this mainly because it avoids it by generalization, not Mm -hmm. by correctness. Um, But, hey, you know, what can you do? That's how these tend to be. Um, So, yeah, let's just kick it off with pillar one. So pillar one is community. Um, It reads right here. It says your environment is a reflection of your choices. It will shape who you are and who you will become. Um, in In the aspect in which this relates to community, that means the people you surround yourself. But... Again, environment you put yourself in. And so, I mean, yeah, this is 100% representative, uh, especially when it comes to fitness. If you hang around people that live unhealthy lifestyles um, entirely or demonize you for trying to live a healthier lifestyle, of course, like you might be drawn a little bit away from this healthier lifestyle, fitness, et cetera. And if you're around people that are in the gym frequently, exercising frequently whether or not they agree on what form of exercise you are probably more likely to at least exercise in general right and i think that this as like pillar one very much sums up what this guy's niche is and you can definitely see that through here because he's kind of the 
community aspect of you need to go to the gym. You need yeah. to be consistent. He's not really telling you how you need to do it, but he's being that right. motivative factor. And and you can see this in a lot of other like <coughs> documents and a lot yeah. of other like even like important stuff. Think Bill of Rights, Ten Commandments, all this. Like the first rule is often the most important and the thing that they're going to try and thread through like yeah. the rest of the documents. Yeah, and this is visible in his content outside of specifically his platform and explicit explicitly his program yeah. by showing you again like hey I'm not telling you to go CrossFit. I'm not telling you to go powerlift. I'm telling you to go to the gym, mm -hmm. right? That means go exercise, get moving and be conscious about what you do for your body, with your body, and again, you know, intention. So mm -hmm. anything else you want to add before we move on to Pillar 2? Not really, but if we do go to Pillar 2, yeah. um, Pillar 2 is nutrition, and yes. it says do not pursue quantity at the expense of quality. Your body requires specific fuel to function optimally. Um, this is very, like, broad and very polite way of saying Calories in, calories out is not, you know, the chief principle here, not the most important thing. We also have to worry about the quality of our foods. Right. And I think that it is in a very broad way pointing out the fact that, like, calories in, calories out is a fact. It's a very yeah. important fact. But it is also almost a nutritionally destructive fact. Yeah, because, for a lot of people. you know, going the calories in, calories out model – it's true that you could lose weight by eating nothing but cheesecake and ice cream. It's going to be very hard. Your life's going to suck, and you can go to the gym on nothing but cheesecake and ice cream yes. every day of the week. But it's going uh -huh. to suck. It <laughs> Your is. Motivation because, is again, those ca calories in, calories out is a good gateway into starting to understand more about your food. It's like, okay, all forms of food or anything that I ingest can be – you know, objectively measured in this form of power, right? Mm -hmm. Calories, which our body is using to move. All right. Are all calories the same? And that answer yeah. is no, no, right? And so that's really what he's getting at here is saying, look, it might be better for your body to eat a little bit less food at a higher quality. Yeah. You know, he's not saying make sure – he's saying it'd be better if you ate quality food of – you know, a very, very close, if not less amount than your current amount, mm -hmm. than it is just to get the right amount. It's better to not hit the calorie goal and all of your food be really high quality and very nourishing to your body as opposed to getting to these number, playing the number game and getting specifically to that calorie count, you know, that mm -hmm. uh, those, those macro goals. Um, He's like, it's better just to eat quality foods and supplement your body with what it needs. Yeah, and this feels very much kind of geared toward that bodybuilder, um, powerlifter, like bulking type, yeah. type philosophy. Because, you know, one of the biggest things that you have to worry about there is quantity of food, budget. It's like you do have to worry about um, being able to balance, you know, having to eat more than what um, – you need for maintenance with also the amount of money that you have available to you at the right. time. Cause like for me example, I probably have to eat more than about 3000 calories a day in order to gain weight. Oh yeah. Because I CrossFit, 
I'm six four. It's like six four, six five, somewhere around there. And I walk to my classes, and my fucking engineering classes are all a mile away from campus because UNCC is really good at organizing their buildings. But despite those gripes, like it just takes a lot for me to gain weight. Yeah, my metabolic rate is really high, and I'm still pretty young. And so, yeah. because of those things, I do have to worry about the quality of the food I'm ingesting, but also the ability for me to pay for the quality of my food. No. And yeah, and I'm in the same boat too. Both we're both college students, Mm -hmm. you know, and you know, I'm not as tall as you, but I'm definitely heavier than you. Yeah. So, I mean, again, my caloric intake for maintenance is like, it's insane. But for me to gain weight, like again, crest in the 3000 range. So yeah, it does gear towards that. But in regards to this pillar, if you know about Papa Swolio's like main thing that he does, he does really suggest an elimination diet, right? Very general, very personal, right? Because he says, look, don't eat foods that make you feel just like shit, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, first off, you start with the basics. Cut out the processed sugars. You know, cut out the simple stuff that everybody across the board can agree are not good for you, yeah. but we eat just because they are easy, fast, tasty. available, taste good, the, you know, the normal, et cetera, to that. And so – you know, he says, cut those out and then start working with your food. You know, figure out whether or not your body is going to operate much better on these, you know, very, very, you know, Im- you know, complex carbohydrates as well as, you know, do you, does your body operate better with lean protein with a supplementation of fat of some sort mm-hmm. or more fatty meats such as your red meats and, you know, like lamb. Like, yeah. Oh, so, oh. <laughs> So, I mean, and yeah, and he's just like, look, tailor it to yourself. He's like, be attentive to yourself. And really what this is harping back on is be introspective mm-hmm. about the whole thing. Pillar three, training. Um, so what this says is pursue a training protocol designed to your specific needs. I really don't like – I. You know, I'd be str- I'd struggle to find. I really, I, he might as well just say p- pillar three training. Go to gym. Hey, uh, uh, p- pillar three, m- uh, mobilize self. Uh, <laughs> stop being sedentary. Yeah. You know, I'm going to say yeah, it's general, but it's general on purpose. Yeah. yeah. So let's just move on to pillar four. I'm not. <laughs> uh, pillar four recovery. Actively invest in your physical and physiological repair. You are not a passenger. I love that statement. Mm-hmm. That is because that both screams take care of your physical health, your mental health, make sure you recover adequately from stressful physical exercise as well as stressful mental situations throughout your life. Um, And saying you're not a passenger is saying that this recovery is up to you. Like it's your – like it is your responsibility entirely to get this recovery in. That means rest. An active rest too, where you're, you know, stretching, expelling lactic acid. And in the case of the, you know, the mental, like, again, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like sleep, you know, eight hours a day, you know, at least, especially if you're young. Um, There's some studies showing that maybe even bump it up to nine because you have this weird, like three hour interval for sleeping. Yep. Um, Sleep cycles are yeah. on a 90 minute interval and it's best to get more than one of those per sleep. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, a lot of, you know, 
a good way to break that up if you need to is, you know, sleep four and a half, sleep four and a half. Mm -hmm. A lot of people like historically that's actually been pretty common given the fact that like lights weren't available yeah. for in a lot of places. So it's like, all right, go to sleep and then naturally wake up in four and a half hours, you know, rummage around in the dark and do something for a little bit and mm -hmm. then go back to sleep for another four and a half hours till the sun comes up, you know? Um, and I mean, that's pretty understandable, but it's also understandable that the body then developed to do that. Yeah. Right. So nine hours of sleep through is, um, it's good. You know, it is, yeah. and I really do cram it in, but anything for, for me personally, nine hours really starts cresting the too much sleep. Yeah. Anything S more than nine hours starts feeling like, Shit. No, I start. I, I, lost I slog. Yeah, I slog. My yeah. my day sucks. Normally, a day after I've slept more than nine hours, I'm not feeling good well, at all. And it also depends on like where you when you go to sleep in that nine hour too. Because like nine hours, if you go to bed at eight, that puts you waking up pretty early. Still. Yeah, five o'clock. Yeah, that's like five o'clock. So like that's not bad. But then like when we go to twelve clock to and you wake up at nine waking up at nine and then it's like fuck i have three hours till lunch yeah and then like that's that's like not even enough time for breakfast and now i gotta you know yeah. like you know what i'm saying like and that that you know maybe that's a personal gripe that we have that some other people yeah. especially college <laughs> students don't experience but uh i feel like um, my day's gone before i even no like, like really i feel like if i don't have about four hours before noon in the day, like I really feel like the crucial part of my day is the four hours on each side of noon. Yeah. Right. And then everything that happens after four o'clock, like I'm still working. Like, I mean, it's after four o'clock right yeah. now, but like, you know, I'm still doing stuff, but we're really in the wind down stage yeah. of my day. Like, you know, I've had my classes. I've probably done a majority of my work or homework yeah. and it's just time to start, you know, yeah. like if it's cooling after, down, if it's, if it's after like six or seven o'clock at night, Duncan's not working. <laughs> Duncan is done. Unless yep. Duncan's getting paid. Yes. Duncan is done. Yes. This is a, it's a good way. I, I mean, and, and again, all those things lead back into recovery. Mm -hmm. So for me, seven and a half hours is really like where I'm at optimally. And that's yeah. 90 minutes less than, you know, nine hours. That's really where I feel optimal in my amount of sleep. It's enough for me to feel well rested. And it's little enough to where I don't feel like sluggish. Like yeah. I feel that that's the one thing is when I feel like when I've slept too long, my brain feels like it just can't get going. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, maybe that's an issue with my over caffeinization, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but yeah. So um, yeah, like, I mean, you can't. There's loads of things that you can use to check your recovery. Um, you have Apple Watch. If you have an Apple Watch, Apple Watches um, monitor sleep. You have Whoop, the Whoop strap. You have the Aura Ring. Halo. Some beds will do it for you. You have Amazon Halo. I used Halo. Halo wasn't my favorite. There's um, a lot of other ones. I yeah. mean, sometimes your phone can do it. It's not great yeah, at it, but like it's all right. Yeah. Um, your phone can uh, pick up if you're snoring, and if you have it close enough to your bed, that's sometimes good, especially if you don't have a partner with you in bed, um, especially like if you are someone who – was a bodybuilder is a bodybuilder used to have a lot of muscle and it's deteriorating it is a good idea to try and figure some way to just monitor how you sound when you sleep because sleep apnea is a big risk especially in like communities that you know you look at a guy like swolnormous uh, uh, swolnormous x it's not a question of will he get sleep apnea it's does he have it right now and when is he going to get it 
just because as you relax, all that muscle that you've built up in your neck is just going to collapse and you have to be careful there. Um, And that kind of goes back to community, you know, getting a partner eventually. Um, And then just, if you don't have a partner, make sure that you have tools available to you to track your recovery and track, you know, am I getting enough sleep? Am I getting the quality of sleep that I need? And if I'm not, see a doctor, see a specialist, try and figure out what's going on. Yep. All right. Pillar five, mobility. Your ability to move through a space is a unique privilege. Do not take it for granted. That's a great way to say that. Yeah. Uh, Like, you know, I really cannot, um, you know, I'm I'm around disabled people and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that not only puts this privilege in perspective, but it's like, really? Like, I'm not going to sit here and not take full advantage of being fully mobile. I'm also going to do it to full advantage. You know, yeah. I'm going to stretch. I'm going to do depth exercise. And, you know, I'm no gymnast. So, like, or, you know, yeah. calisthenics god. So, I, you know, maybe I can't do splits. But, you know, I, I mean, I can get pretty yeah. close for a, for a guy of my uh, – my physical shape um but uh but yeah i you know don't take that for granted especially and make sure to work on it and this is again part of the training bit is whether or not you can consider your mobility separate from your training specifically but mixing those together yeah and mobility is one of those things that no one wants to do one of the biggest like gripes i have with crossfit is part of the culture is all I need to do to warm up is take my shirt off. And, you know, in the summer when it's like 100 degrees outside. That's right. Maybe. <laughs> but, um, like, I, I loved um, yeah. one of my coaches, Scott. I loved him to death. But if he had his way, warm-up for him was just take his shirt off. However, you do have to mobilize. You do have to work on, you know, getting yourself, warming yourself up, understanding the positions that you need to go through in order to achieve a lift. And you also need to understand that just because you're mobile right now doesn't mean that you're done. You know, mobility is something you have to maintain just like strength, just like cardiovascular fitness. These are things that you have to train not only to get better, but just to make sure that you're not getting worse. Yeah. And again, it's one of those things you don't want to do it, but it is a necessity and it's going to pay off later. Like you cannot – like. Ask people that are in their 70s, ask people in their 80s, and even in their 60s, and even in their 50s, do you wish you did more mobility training when you were younger? Even just 10 minutes, like literally just 10 minutes a day. And personally, like me, the one reason that I don't get around to doing it is it's slow. Yeah. Let's be completely honest here. Like for me, like everything I do is snap, snap, snap. I'm always doing something Nowadays, you know, if I'm not doing something, I'm sleeping. Yeah. And even still, I'm doing something. Yeah. I'm just not attentive on it. Um, But in the case of, like, working out, like, working out, it's set, 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 doing something, yeah. you know, exercising. Even when I'm sitting down, I'm doing something on my – I'm checking something on my phone real quick, answering some text I need to answer. Um, You know, I'm always, 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 always doing something. Yeah. And, and it, mobility training, it just is, like – Stop. Do a thing for a minute. Hold it. Hold it, Breathe. sit there still, you know, and may, you know, that is not a good way to be because patience is a very, very important thing. And especially when it comes to the process, but it's like, Hey man, like I gotta go, gotta yeah. go, you know, and especially when it comes to this, it's like, I gotta go get dinner. Like it's starting yeah. to, you know, it's eight 30. I haven't eaten yet. 
you know, because it's like the workout was supposed to be from 12 to one. Now it's one, but I haven't done my cool down stretches. God damn it. Uh, we'll cut them out a day. Yeah. And it feels like, cause I had the same problem during COVID of like, I understand logically that I went to class, you know, when classes were in person and they were an hour long. But now that I have this timer that's sitting here in the right hand corner of my screen, that's showing me how long the video is that I have to watch to learn the damn thing. I'm like, I don't want to do this. Mm. You're counting down and you are counting down slow as fuck. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> really? Here? Only one second at a time, man. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's COVID like, did wonders, dude. My teachers started speaking twice as fast because they put two X on those <laughs> videos. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, yeah. But again, mobility is very important. And he's, he's, he's right here. I mean, you know, I, you know, I'm surprised it's a pillar, yeah. you know, a lot of, I will give him credit on this one a lot of fitness programs or fitness like mantras, tenets, thesis statements, whatever. They just forget mobility. Yep. So excellent. Pillar six, mindfulness. Control what you can control and release what you cannot. Find stability in the struggle and peace in your process. Yeah, definitely. Introspection, mindfulness, all these things are exceptionally important to the entire journey of fitness mm -hmm. and your life in general, right? Outside of the fitness world, this is one thing we've talked about. We've talked about the mental game increase yeah. that you get from being at the gym by learning that, look, shit don't change overnight. It mm -hmm. doesn't. You've got to stick with it and you've got yeah. to keep moving. And one thing is, is that this sums this perfectly. He says, control what you can control and release what you cannot, right? Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of people take that as well, I'm only going to do what I can now, L like not try for like things yeah. that are out of like you could control. There's a difference between could control and cannot control. Mm -hmm. Right. And when he says release, he means stop stressing about it because yeah. there's nothing you can do about it. You know what I'm saying? It's like complaining about the gas price. You know, mm -hmm. gas price is what it is. Are you just going to stop buying gas for your car? You still got to go to yeah. go to work, go to school. You know what I'm saying? It's just you can't control it. So just. Just take a deep breath, let it out, and move on. Focus on the things you can't worry about. And this feels like it is an artifact of kind of this bodybuilder culture that has invaded all of gym culture. Oh, yeah. Big I mean, everywhere you look, there's a mirror. Everywhere you look, there's someone striking a pose, doing something. And, like, there are studies that are coming out that are showing, you know, there is a reverse correlation with the satisfaction that you have like of you know feeling fit in your body and looking at a damn mirror while you're posing yeah you know some of the best uh gym communities for body satisfaction is actually crossfit and it's not that you know you're not seeing other people shirtless that are ripped as fuck you know because what we do in crossfit is especially once that temperature gets above like 60 70 degrees workout starts shirt off but what we don't have is mirrors you know, and I think that mirrors, they can be helpful yeah. with, you know, focusing on your form, understanding, you know, where you are in this current space. But also, I think that's what a gym partner is for. And I think a gym partner is going to be a lot more brutally honest to you yeah. than you are. Um, So, and I think that that's really one of the biggest things that he's trying to say here without m making it feel too pointed. Yeah. Is don't worry about how you look. 
Yeah. Don't, just keep. don't worry about your genetics. You know, I've got a rib cage that protrudes instead of intrudes. And so my stomach looks a little weird. Yeah. It, I can't control it. It is what yeah. it is. It is what it is. Um, and so like, just understand that the process is important. The fact that you go to the gym is important. You yeah. know, the cold showers that you maybe do is important. The nutrition you have is important. And they're important because they make your life better, not because they make you look better. Yeah. And I mean, this is very important. Absolutely ridiculously important to this whole thing is that, I mean, there are people that are here for bodybuilding. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. the fitness that they want is bodybuilding. And I'm right there with you. Uh, Aesthetics is a very, very, very important part of gym culture and modern Mm -hmm. gym culture, especially. Um I mean, this has to do with the reason why gyms in general became, you know, like common anyway, right? Yeah. Because for 90% of people, functional fitness, you're sitting here, like way back when, it's like, what am I going to go to a gym for? Yeah. I'm just going to go do my job. Yeah. It's you like, know, I'm, I'm just going to go be a farmer. I'm going to go do what I do because that will train me for what I do. Well, like yeah. what, what, what does it make sense to go to the gym and do something I don't do to practice for something I do do? You know, and so bodybuilding and focusing like all these isolation movements, these compound movements specifically built for building muscle initially. And in many of cases, all of these instruments were developed for bodybuilding use cases. Mm -hmm. And then they pervaded into modern standard, just normal culture and fitness culture. And as well as people have become more, you know, sedentary in jobs, especially in the first world. I mean, these gyms are going to be everywhere, you know, because it's like, oh, okay, well, I went from normally working a nine-hour physical job all day, and now I sit at a desk for eight hours straight. I obviously need to get my blood pumping yeah. and work out. Yeah. Simple. And, but, you know. Yeah. It's also important to understand that just certain aesthetics aren't healthy. Yes. You know, the, the super low body fat for men and women is not healthy. It is. You can ask – Almost every single um, every bodybuilder, co- competitor, you can ask them, are you miserable right before you compete? And all of them are going to be like, yes, I am surviving on nothing but caffeine and a little bit of chicken and one grain of rice and two stalks of broccoli. Yes. You know, and but but it's worth it because I got to win this competition or else all my efforts just completely right. gone to shit. And this is what pays for my entire life. A yeah. lot of these upper level guys, you know, they're influencers and they're. You know, they get this lifestyle paid for, yeah, and it's like, their job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like, don't look at a UFC fighter or a body, you know, um, like competition or even like a CrossFit competitor. Don't look at them when they're competing and say, "I want that body." Look at them when they're in their off season yeah. and understand that that's where they feel comfortable. That's where they don't feel miserable, and that, then they'll slim down a little right before competition. Yeah, that's when they're training for the training, not training for the competition. They are training to be the best version of themselves, yeah. not to be the competitor. I mean, yeah, they're doing it because they know they're going to compete again. Yeah. But again, those workouts are tailored to what they want to do, not specifically have to do for this competition for a use case. Yeah. And that's in general what fitness is about is doing – is not, not necessarily just doing what you want to and only what you want to, but – Doing what you want, like you're allowed to do the chest exercise that you want, Mm -hmm. you know. Now, 
what you don't want to do is exercise. So you exercise in the first place is doing what you don't want to do. Yeah. Right. Because again, like obviously you're putting your body under stress and you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera in regards to that one. And yes, that's a very good pillar. I, you know, I agree with him and I like the way he phrases it. Yeah. And I think that if you obey that pillar, the next pillar becomes a whole lot easier Mm -hmm. because this last pillar is consistency. And I think consistency is a very good, like final pillar just because it wraps everything up together in a nice little bow. Um, now his words on consistency is that execution is everything. Passion and purpose will forge this pillar in perpetuity. Um, I don't love passion as a word um, for this. Just in because, reference to consistency. Yeah, because yeah. like, if you ask any professional athlete, if you ask any professional blank video game, uh, like esports athlete, a regular athlete, if you ask like a CEO of a company, if you ask, I don't know, an entrepreneur, and you say, do you love what you do? They'll say yes. If you say, do you love what you do every day? They'll say, fuck no. No. You know, like passion is not what gets you placed. It's purposes. You know, it's I'm getting out of bed. I feel like crap. I don't want to do anything today, but it's Tuesday, and I have to get this, this, and this done. X, Y, and Z must be done on this day. It's discipline. Yeah. It's not necessary. Passion is the kicker. Yeah. It kicks you up and says, hey, do this. And then discipline keeps you going. And discipline and consistency in this case. It takes all the other six pillars and mm-hmm. says, well, you can follow pillar. You can't follow pillar seven in one day. Yeah. You can follow every other pillar on one day, mm-hmm. right? I've been mindful today. Pillar six completed. Yep. Consistency, pillar seven requires the doing of others, the other six every day to be fulfilled mm-hmm. and in perpetuity, as he says, right? Yep. This is the wrap. This is what makes everything else come together to make you accomplish your goals. And it is like, I feel like there's a very, very big purpose as to why this is the last pillar, Yeah. right? It would make a very good first pillar, but as far as potency, it definitely making it the last pillar is yeah, and it's like, good. and it's well written too. Yeah, and perpetuity can be a very daunting word as well. And like, I don't know, when you want to talk about consistency, you want to make sure that you are not framing it in a way that makes it so that your goal is void after the first failure. Yes, because right. when, yeah, when your yeah. goal is void after the first failure, there's no point for you to continue on that path that you're on. Yes, it does so, make sense. You know, something that I've heard and that I love is eighty percent. of the time I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to go to the gym, do everything that I'm supposed to do there. I'm going to keep my brain right, stay mindful. I'm going to avoid alcohol and weed, you know. That other 20% of time, I'm going to party because partying is fun. The day after is It's a recharge, you know, in in some regards. And on top of that, one thing is, is if you understand what it's like to fall off your horse when Mm -hmm. it comes to – staying on this and being on your track do you know how hard you come back into it right and you you have to fail to be able to succeed well right mm-hmm. it would be almost uncharacteristically uncharacteristic of you to never fail yeah you know what i'm saying like it's really important for you to do something and accidentally by circumstances fall off that high horse yeah. or you know do it on purpose but then you 
you start being, you're like, man, like I really like should have done that. And I felt really good about it. You're going to come back with that with more passion, more purpose, more discipline and more consistency. And if you never fail, like if you wanted to extrapolate this out into sports terms, yeah. if you never fail in the regular season, you're not winning the tournament, you know, right. because something bad or something wrong is inevitably going to happen. And it's more likely to happen in higher stakes scenarios. Yeah. And so if you never expose yourself to that in like the regular season, and in the day to day, right, you're never going to be ready when stakes are high. Right. Well, it's like it's like who is tra- who's getting better, the winner of the losers or the loser of the winners. The guy that is competing and struggling and challenging himself to compete at the highest echelons and losing, but he's like you know he's still up there, yeah. or the guy that's in these low ranks that's not doing great or that's doing excellent in comparison. What happens when he faces someone that's actually challenging for yeah. him? It's again, it's the the life cakewalk versus the life over nails. You know, like you know, everything's gonna seem sweeter when life has sucked, and everything's gonna seem worse when life's been nothing but easy. Yeah. You know, and you know, super important and super just representative of all of this as a whole. And I'm glad it's the the pillar we do get to leave off on. So I'd say I'm giving Papa Swolio. I'm going to give him a 90. Yeah. And the only reason is is that this isn't high A-tier work. <laughs> is oh. that it's right, right? Yeah. But there ain't a whole lot of meat to yeah. it. The meat, there ain't a whole lot of meat on the bones yeah. as far as like what to pick up. I felt like I didn't get to bitch about enough stuff. <laughs> what, what did we grade Liver King? He was... I think he received a B he, he, for... We gave him a B? Did we give? Did you give him a B, and I gave him some lower because I feel like I didn't give that man a B. <laughs> it was at maybe least C level. C. Maybe it was I was at C. least seven. I'll give this guy an eighty-five because I think, yeah, that's probably more. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give I'll give Swole Normus X an eighty-five. Papa Swolio, you are the king of the bullshitters. Yeah, you know? I mean like. Um, like as my, far as content goes, yeah. but it's like a little bit of a different niche. Like it's yeah. weird to try and compare him in some regards, but he does fit, fit in the space. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? In, in the in the words of my <laughs> English teacher from high school, you took shit and you wrapped it in gold and you served it on a pretty plate, and it made it not taste as bad. You know, and not that the information was shit, but these are things that people don't like to do, and you made it sound simple. You made it sound easy. And now I think it might be a little easier for me to take out and do in my daily life. Yeah. However. That's why it's an 85. Yeah. It's good. It's really like. However, you gave me no mechanism to do this with. Yeah. You gave me no direct. I'm, I'm left edit. here without like action. Yeah. You know I what I'm saying? I almost have to go to another creator. I have to go to another resource in order to figure out what action to do. Or. If I don't already know the answers or. Myself. This might be the start to where you're supposed to just look through the rest of his video. I believe he, he you know, you yeah. go and read the. There's a Beyond the Seven Pillars ebook. It's a full ebook on the seven pillars and tools and mindset, crush fitness, mm-hmm. as well as his podcast. So if you're wanting to stay in the family, there's more content that he has um, that is beyond just these seven pillars that are the basis for his uh, idea. Um, so yeah, but all in all, I, I give it a, I give it a good thumbs up. Definitely. Yeah. And, uh, 
I've I've heard worse. You yeah. know, like yeah. I you know, I really have. We'll give you a solid eighty five, you know, yeah. but give enough space for some good A work to come out eventually. Yeah, for us to uh, us to find someone that really hits it home both on general concept as well as uh pers- you know, doable actions. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like actions that make you want to follow through and almost like a system that makes you want to do fitness. But uh yeah. we'll have to talk more about that next time. We'll uh we'll see you guys there. All right, see you guys next time.